taking <coughs> the first few moments of the sitting to establish a comfortable uh, sitting posture. Reminding yourself of the practice of attending to the present moment, however it appears. Taking note of environmental stimulation, the internal mindscape, the physical experience of sitting. Letting your attention be receptive to whatever the present moment presents. Using a chosen object like the breath or posture or hearing to help establish a continuity of awareness. And if it is helpful using the noting or the labeling to identify what it is that's being known in each moment, what it is that has come into the present moment and is being recognized. I also want to recognize any of the defilements that I spoke about last night when they appear in reaction to what is being known. So that when discomfort arises in the body, there may be some disliking, some aversion, some judging. Notice that defiled state of aversion. Recognize that. Being careful not to get entangled in it. Be aware of it. Or when longing or wanting enters the mind, recognize that it's pulling you out of the present moment into some future experience where things are better where you're getting what you want. Take note of that. Or if the mind is drowsy or sluggish, any of the defilements that arise are just another object, another experience or appearance in the present moment to be recognized, to be aware of. Be careful about wanting to figure them out or get rid of them or judge yourself or your practice because of them. As I mentioned last night, the defilements are deeply conditioned habits that visit the mind. So we need to be patient when they arise, but persistent in recognizing them in order to prevent entanglement with them. But as you observe them, you can learn about them. You can learn, oh, this is the nature of 
discomfort in the body, or this is the nature of aversion in the mind, or this is the nature of a heavy, sluggish mind. And it can be observed, and you can learn about the nature of the mind, the nature of mental activity, the nature of the body. Whatever appears, appears due to its own causes and conditions. We don't need to figure out why or how, but just to recognize, oh, this is the way it is for now. And see if we can establish a balanced or an equanimous relationship to the way it is, knowing that things change by themselves. So we look to just wait for the present moment to appear, see if we can recognize it and acknowledge it without getting entangled in a defiled relationship to it. Being relaxed in the body without any agenda in the mind other than to be present for this moment and to recognize it. Be particularly careful about the wandering mind. The mind is active, it's alive. It goes here, it goes there, quickly, swiftly. It can land anywhere without a moment's notice. This is the nature of mental activity. Don't make that a problem. Let your attention, perception that recognizes it and your awareness of it be just as swift, staying up with and recognizing, oh, this is the mind that wanders. This is where it goes, this is what it does. And just watching, learning about the nature of mental activity. It's not an indictment of your practice to notice that the mind has wandered. In the noticing is Awareness, recognize that. It too is another impersonal mental factor that arises occasionally. And when recognized, becomes stronger. So we want to keep recognizing as much as we can, presence of mind and awareness of the present moment. In this way, it is strengthened and the defilements are weakened gradually momentum of awareness in the mind picks up. We see more, we know more, we understand more. Do the best you can without struggling.
Did you recognize any defilements? <laughs> and who won? Do <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> you have any questions about? Huge what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I w- I'll repeat some of what she's saying, what I remember. Yeah. comment, as best I can remember and recall, is uh, often uh, she has noticed in the past that defilements kind of enter the mind as little vignettes and stories that are kind of coherent and have some relationship to something going on in your life. Today she uh, noticed something different and it seemed like what she was noticing was just little brief snippets of I mean, they were coherent in themselves, but they were meaningless in the context of her life, and they just were kind of uh, just little snippets of stuff go by. And she was looking for a more meaningful something or rather that were from which they were coming or that they were pointing to, but couldn't find anything. And she's wondering, well, what's this all about? Right? Yeah. Um, two things. Well, probably more than that. But first, this is the way it is. This is the way it is for you, right, during that sitting, right? This is just the way it is. What's most important for you in that situation is to notice how you're relating to what you're observing. So you're observing... Snippet, 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 snippet. You know, you know, snippet, snippet, snippet is being known. Here's the knowing. Here's the snippet, snippet, snippet. Snippet being known, snippet being known, snippet being known. What is the flavor of the relationship? Annoyance. Annoyance. Oh, no, wait. Annoyance is one thing. It seems meaningless is an interpretation or an analysis or something. Yeah? Annoyed. Okay. Did you, did you when, when annoyance arose... Did you, were you aware of that? Yeah. Okay, and then? And also relief. You weren't in the snippets. No, I wasn't in the Relief. So when relief arose, because you weren't caught in some juicy real-life drama, 
and relief arose. Did, were you aware of that? And how did you feel about that? Relief arose. It was noticed. Thinking not allowed, and, that, and, and assuming assumptions not 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 necessary. <laughs> How about X was noticed? What what was noticed? That's it. You got it. Forever. <laughs> Haven't been there. <laughs> Can't tell you. <laughs> but if it's that's the way it is now, then that's the way it is. Just you know, snippet noticed, annoyance noticed, relief that uh, noticed, noticed, noticed. noticed. <clears throat> I can give you an answer. I, I can explain it. I can I can refer to the Abhidhamma and, and what's going on in the mind and the progress of insight and what's... But it's just conceptual knowledge and words for you. What's most important for you is that you really... You see, this is the way it is for me right now. It's just something arising, being known, something arising, being known. And it seems meaningless. And sometimes, you know, there's meaningless stuff or, or just snippets of... Uh, in the mind, being noticed. Okay. What's really important is, as I said, how are you relating to what is arising, snippets or juicy stories or relief, or the breath, a sound. You know what? It doesn't matter. There's going to be all kinds. Everything is going to arise at some point in your life. Everything is just going to keep arising. What's most important is the knowing of it. And what is the relationship of, uh, to it. What is the relationship to it? Is there a reaction to it? Is there a sleepiness? Is there boredom? Is there excitement? Is there tantalizing? Is it tantalizing? Is it what, what's the relationship to it? Because that's where the suffering happens. Stuff that arises, it arises due to all kinds of impersonal conditions. Physical, mental, emotional, environmental stuff arises. Okay, Is it noticed? And what's your relationship to it? Uh, <clears throat> you don't do anything. Well, you notice it, and you know whatever your mind wants to do with it, notice that. Yeah. This is kind of the. This is the. Anyway, that's the way it is for you now. Yeah. Sleepiness. So- Yeah. So the question is about sleep, and why is sleep a hindrance any more than hunger is a hindrance? Uh, You know, why is it a defilement when you know the body needs a certain amount of sleep in order to function right? And right, it's true. You know, there is a certain uh, biological need for food, for sleep, for whatever. 
But I can ask you, how much sleep do you need? Yeah, well, that, that's just it. We, we have a habit of, you know, six hours, eight hours, ten hours. And it's a habit. And we're used to that. And if anything threatens it, we feel uh, a little bit on guard. The way to discover how much sleep you actually need is to really pay attention. Really pay attention to see what wakefulness is. And, you know, between between fully awake and fully dreamless asleep, there's a lot of mental terrain. There's just a lot of states of mind. You know, space out, uh, wandering mind, uh, trance-like states, hypnagogic states. There's all kinds of things before you fall asleep. All of them have some degree of knowing and awareness in them. Okay. Let's let's discover all that, and then you'll know how much actual sleep you need. I I, I, I put it that way so that you will feel uh, curious about what is sleep, and how much do you actually need, and what is all that terrain between awake and asleep, and can you bring awareness to that and begin to recognize more of that. Get the sleep you need. You know, whatever it is, but be careful not to overindulge. So, in that sense, sleep is not a hindrance or defilement. But when it's uh, laziness or when it's uh, just uh, heaviness of mind, then work work with that. Um, generally, we say there's there's three kind of root uh, causes for sleepiness. One is, as you mentioned. Uh, you're overextended, uh, the body and mind need some rest, and you're really sleepy, so get some rest. The, the antidote to that is take a nap. The second is when painful physical or emotional experience is, is arising in the mind, and the mind doesn't want to know that. You know, painful stuff, the mind is quite happy to avoid that, and it often manifests as sleep, just being tired and just can't, just can't stay awake for it. But it's a, it's a defensive reaction. And the third is a kind of sleepiness, which is more trance-like, really, that's an imbalance between the tranquility or concentration of the mind and the energy of the mind. And it feels just like sleep, sleepiness. But actually, it's a weakness of the energy in relationship to the tranquility, and you need to bring the energy up to meet that level of tranquility. So. We don't always know which is which because they all manifest the same. It's just <laughs> tiredness. But explore it and really f- discover for yourself. Yes. But here, I feel like there's a, a mindset 
Yes, sure. Okay, so I couldn't possibly repeat everything she said, but it, it's generally about uh, how do I know I'm aware, and do I notice or note or what? <clears throat> and okay, forget the word noting, forget the word awareness, just notice, just notice, notice what's happening. If you notice what's happening, that's noting and awareness together. You're noticing. If, if you want to put a word to it, you can. You don't need to struggle. You don't need to look through your meditator's dictionary to find the word that, that fits that particular experience. Uh, you might find it useful to, to really, well, what is this? And, and do that occasionally. That's fine. Um, we are suggesting that you don't need to hang on to a chosen object like the breath, focusing on it for several days in order to get a recognition, recognize awareness. Don't need to. Uh, you can use a chosen object like the breath if you want to for as long as it's helpful, but when your attention is called to some other experience, hearing sounds, feeling sensation in the body, recognize them. Notice them, take note of them, or be aware of them, using all of that language. So we're not, we're not insisting that you stay with a chosen object, labeling it every time you experience it. Not necessary. You hear that sound? How did you, how did, how, how did you hear that sound? How, why were you aware of that sound? What is your experience? Okay, both, okay. Sometimes it seems like, or your experience is, I'm just aware of a lot of things. It's kind of global, global awareness. You're just sitting there and you're aware of a bunch of things at once, right? Other times it seems like you're aware of this, then this, then this, then this, then this. Trust your experience. This is, what it, this is the way it is for you at that time. This time it's like this, next time it's like that. There's not one right way. It's just what's more important is how, how is it for you right now? And, and equally important, maybe more important, is how are you relating to it? When it's like this, where you said one time that sometimes it seems like your mind goes here and your awareness is following it. it it's kind of it's jumping and you're trying to run to keep up with it. That's an experience that a lot of us have at different times. How are you relating to it? Is that exciting? Is that like questioning? Do you get kind of questioning about it? Are you, are you wondering what the heck's going on? Or are you evaluating it like, is this okay? That's important. How are you relating to what it is you're actually observing? Because 
as we, as we progress in practice, we, we clarify what our experience is. We, we, get, we get clearer. We get more self-knowledge. We understand the na- how the mind is working. We understand the nature of the mind. We understand the nature of the wandering mind. We understand the nature of awareness. We understand the nature of the hindrances. We understand the nature of doubt. As we go along, we accumulate this knowledge. It's this knowledge which is liberating. Okay? So as you gain knowledge, you'll gain confidence in your, in your practice, in your understanding, and you'll kind of progress that way. I can, I can give you the answer of what the book says, or you can get the book and read it, but that's not your experience. You know, so rather than say, here's the way it is, see if you can, see if you can make this happen. Don't do that. It's more important to see what's your experience and work with that. Okay? No. Okay, okay well, uh, there'll be... Um, for those of you who weren't seen yesterday in a group, hopefully the rest of you will be seen today in a group. There's, there's lists up on the board. Um, and you'll be seen every other day. Those who are seen yesterday will be seen tomorrow. Those who are seen today will be seen the day later. And you'll each get an opportunity to see each of the three of us. So you can bring it up in a group or in the hall again or pay attention and you'll answer your own question. <laughs> um, it's time for the groups, so uh, if you have a question, bring it up in your group, or uh, later in the day or tomorrow, there'll be more. Okay, where are the group interviews? Well, the group interviews are upstairs, so when you come out of the meditation hall and you're looking at the bulletin board, there's a set of stairs right the main stairway. Just go up to the top of the stairs. As you turn around to the right, there's 109. That's where I will be. Just down the hallways, 108 on the right and 107 on the left. So if you just kind of walk towards the end of the hall, you'll, you'll find the rooms, the room that you're supposed to be in. Okay? Yeah, someone has asked about, are we going to get individual interviews and why group interviews and things like that? <clears throat> In a group interview, there's half a dozen of you, and you get to uh, hear other people's uh, questions, comments, what's going on in their practice, but you get to hear more uh, guidance, more instruction, more understanding from the teacher. When you come in for your own interview, you can, you can have the privacy of your own uh, comments, but you get 10 minutes, 10 minutes on your stuff, and sometimes Sometimes people have content that they really want to discuss in private, and that's fine. We'll give you that opportunity. But sometimes we find that the group interview is, is in some ways, more beneficial in that you get a wider range of instruction, and you get instruction or guidance in experience that you might not be having or reporting right now, but you will tomorrow because someone else is already uh, having that kind of experience or is bringing it up, and you can get the instruction for it before you actually have it. So that's kind of why we're using the group interviews. Um, Just as a, I mean, I know you all haven't had groups or individuals with us, but just as a show of hands, what do you prefer? Group interview or individual? So group? 
Okay, shoo. Uh, individuals? Okay. Well, uh, those who have no preference? Whoa! Okay. Well, those who have no preference get no interviews. <laughs> those who like groups, you'll all meet in one group. <laughs> No, no. We will schedule you for individual interviews also. Yeah, with with you'll you'll get at least one with one of us. You may get two with two of us. <coughs> Group decision making is. <laughs> Thank you for your participation.